Welcome to the Cornerstone Life podcast series, brought to you by Cornerstone City Church, Medway, Kent. Check us out at CCC Medway on Instagram and Twitter. I'm your host, Isaac Butcher from Cornerstone City Church in Medway, Kent. And today we've got Tom and Jasmine on the line. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Hello. I'm morning, Isaac. How are you? I'm absolutely fine. And we've also got John on the phone who, let me just work this out. He must be um, five months. That's right. Um, nearly nearly six now. Wow. Awesome stuff. So um, nearly time for weaning, I guess. Yeah. That's it. We've been, um, I've been researching some bits this week. So awesome. I'm for it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Oh, that must be very exciting. So, so we've got all three of you guys on the line and um, you've recently got back from a really interesting location in the world. Um, we'll get a bit more into that in a minute, but before we do a couple of fun questions, um, we, you can both answer in any order you like, um, but cat or dog? I'm going to have to say cat, I think. Just because I think they're more, I think they're a little bit more independent. Okay. How about you, Jazz? Okay. Um, I don't, I'm not really a big fan of either, but we have, a, we have a pet tortoise here. <laughs> um, but if, if I had to pick, then I'd probably go for dog because um, Tom's cousin's recently got a new dog called Rolo and um, she's very lovely. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah. And of course, like, um, I think probably when you look at dogs, there's more variety, isn't there, in terms of behaviour types and and how, you know, how they, I know there's a lot of variety in cats as well, but I think there's some dogs that are sort of cute and cuddly and then there's some that are sort of big and scary, aren't there as well? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> when, we, when we were in, um, when we were over in Asia, we were, when we went through Thailand, the dogs there were quite scary. Oh, right. yeah. I mean, when you look at cats, the modern domestic cat, they tend to be quite similar. It's only when you start looking at lions and tigers that they get a bit big and scary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming, Tom, you wouldn't have a lion or a tiger as a pet, no? It'd be cool, wouldn't it? It would be cool, yeah. I, I, there's a, a series on Amazon, I'm trying to remember the exact name, Animal Kingdom, I think it's called. Uh, I think it's quite an old series now, and there's uh, in South uh, Africa there, there's a uh, family that set up a zoo. But basically, yeah, some of the animals grew up with them, and they're they're tigers and cheetahs and lions, and it's amazing. Yeah, they go in and they um have cuddles with with these great big animals. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So uh, next question: then. coffee or tea or something far less English? I definitely go for tea, um, especially. Um, do you know bubble tea? It has um, little uh, tapioca. Tapioca balls. Yeah, that's. It. Yeah, what's your favourite flavour? Um, either the plain one or this oolong tea. Oolong tea. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, that, and that's is that a, a typical kind? Of, it's not really typical. The 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 bubbles, is it? I'm not. I know that cassava is obviously like grown in different locations across the world. Definitely not England. But uh, I'm just trying to think. Where did bubble tea originate from? I think it was from Taiwan. Yeah, it was Taiwan. Taiwan. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, I've had it. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's uh, they do it in blue water, don't they? Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've had some fat, some fun um, bubble teas uh, in blue water. How about you, Tom? 
Um, I think I'd have to say coffee, but um, there's something a little bit special about Vietnamese coffee. Um, it's they, they use the really sticky condensed milk and then um, like really super strong coffee that's been through a drip filter. And I can't handle much of it, but I like mm-hmm. a, I like a glass. I have I have had I have had it. Possibly not quite as authentic as you've had it, uh, but in a faux restaurant in London, a couple of times, and uh, and they they serve it with the with the drip filter on the cup. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, really, really delicious. Yeah, I I, I think I'd join you on that one actually over the bubble tea. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And then the last question, fun question: um, jungle or beach? When you're thinking about jungle, I'm not thinking jungle next to the beach. I'm thinking jungle sort of more inland where there's big mountainous kind of areas. Oh, I'd have to say beach. I think I'm quite a, we, we've, we, we have quite like relaxed holidays, don't we, Jazz? I think, I think beach as well. Beach. Awesome. It's good to, to end on one. You're both on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> All right. So, um, so Tom and Jasmine have been away. Is it been three years or has it been two years? It's been just over two years. Right. Okay. Because yeah, we, me and uh, my wife were trying to work it out the other day. It, it seems um, like it was yesterday that you left. I mean, it's flown by, hasn't it? Um, but just give, us, give us a bit of a detail about where you've been for the last two years. Yeah, we've we've been in Vietnam, um, which is a a country that's l- much longer than the UK, but really skinny. So that it, it's by the coast. It actually does have beach and jungle, um, and it's a beautiful country, and with many many beautiful people. And, and we've been in the north of that country in a capital city called Hanoi. Amazing. Um, and yeah, so you got the best of both worlds with the beach and the jungle next to each other. And what was your sort of um, the main aim of going going over there? Um, to to share culture, really. So to um, to learn Vietnamese language and to learn Vietnamese culture so, so we can learn how to live there and, and, and be Vietnamese when we're there so that we're not um, trying to come and I guess English and Vietnamese culture is so different. Um, it's, it can be hard to understand each other sometimes when we when we come from such different backgrounds. Um, so our, our aim was to um, learn how to communicate with Vietnamese people so we can share good news with them. Amazing. And um, uh, how was the language uh, going? How was the Vietnamese language going? Um, uh, gang, gang nam, gang thot han. <laughs> that means every year a little better oh okay amazing yeah and um two two years over there and and now you're back and uh you're going to carry on doing some language lessons um we're not going to do any formal lessons but we, we do want to keep talking to our friends um and i think that's the best way to learn language um so jasmine's been putting together a little vlog maybe once a week um in in vietnamese just um showing our friends what what it's like in the uk because so many people were asking um what life's going to be like here wow that's a great that's a great idea and a fantastic thing to do (laughs) yeah it's very simple i think at the moment i think i need to get some ideas from you about topics and such like but um it's just a way to keep in touch um, and maybe to keep up the vietnamese and to keep in contact with friends as well 
Yeah, I I think. Um, oh, there's John. Is it? Is that was that Vietnamese, John? <laughs> I, I I read the other day that you know when children are really young, and I can't remember the the cutoff point. It could be up to the age of six or something like that. That their ability to do phonetics is like super like high. Like it, it, there's something about the the brain and how it develops that between the age of like I don't know when they start sort of speaking up to the age of six that their comprehension of of phonetic sounds and the ability to sort of integrate that into like a long term memory. You know when someone says, "Oh, you know, you like for example, my wife she speaks Spanish, and when I speak Spanish, there there will always be that English kind of." Right. phonetic kind of <laughs> Spanish sound. Right. But when my kids speak Spanish, they have like the perfect accent, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and, and it's something to do, yeah, with, with the way that we um, hear and translate and then repeat phonetics. It's, it's something deep in the brain. And But apparently, yeah, from the age of zero to six, kids have this incredible ability. So yeah, John might end up sounding authentic Vietnamese. <laughs> Much more so than his parents. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. What do you think, John? What do you think? <laughs> and um, so give us a little bit of a background um, about what sort of led you up to the decision to go over there. And also, let's let's go a little bit more far, further back, let's say, uh, into your childhood. So before you guys even met, where did you both grow up and what kind of, what was been your journey that brought you into the church, into Cornerstone, and then sort of took you together over to Vietnam? Oh, wow. Yeah, good question. <laughs> um, so I, I grew up in Chorley, which is near Manchester. So that's that's the reason for my accent. That's the accent, Yeah. <laughs> Um, and grew up going to church with family um, and then sort of steadily been working my way south ever since. So um, went to university um, and really, really enjoyed going to a really good church there, learning lots about the Bible. Um, um, and then after we met Jasmine during university um, and in China. in China. Yeah, we were in China for seven weeks. Um, so that was in our hearts. Is that as part of the university program or was that with that the was, church? Or It was with the church. It was a short-term um, um, trip to China where we were teaching some English and then sharing um, some stories about God as well with, with the students. And um, it was a really, really special time. And we, I learned a lot about faith there, I think, and praying and seeing prayer answered. Um, and then we wanted to come back to Asia. Um, so that, that sort of led us towards Vietnam, but we came to Medway because of work actually. Um, so I, I was a teacher, um, a science teacher and, um, I asked for, to be placed in the Southeast because I wanted to get married to Jasmine and she was, she's from Orpington. Um, and then they put me in Chatham. Um, so we moved to Gillingham. Moved to Gillingham yeah. Amazing. Yeah. How about, how about you, Jasmine? Um, so I grew up in Orpington and then, um, we, yeah, th then so I went to university, away to university, decided to go on this summer trip to China. And I'd, I'd, I went a couple of summers in a row. Um, and then the, the second summer I went there, I, um, I met Tom 
Um, it was actually, um, we, oh, we were so focused on the teaching and the, the looking after the children. At, at the end of the camp, I said to my team, the team leader, the, the lady who'd organised it all, oh no, I think something terrible has happened. I think I might like, I think I might like this boy. I think I might like Tom. And she said, oh, why, you know, why do you think it's not, it's, you know, it's not, that's a good thing. Anyway, um, so then we decided to <laughs> keep in contact. And uh, um, after that, we, um, I started going to meet Tom at, you know, at his university because I was um, um, the year older, so I just started working in London. So I would travel, travel to meet him. And then um, we talked about maybe going back to um, Asia if the door opened. But by that, by that stage, we, um, we were moving down to Medway, so our life our life focus god took us to medway definitely amazing and what did you study at uni uh, geography and so you both you came to medway you joined cornerstone church what sort of year was that when you when you joined the church do you remember that must have been 2014 because it was just after we got married beautiful that, that, yeah it was exciting job <laughs> But that was incredible. It was we, we joined just when the when the church was still meeting in the Jasper Centre, just before um, we moved out to the college. Uh huh. Um, and I'd I'd been working in Medway for a year, and it hadn't been the easiest year. Um, but after we got married together, we were looking for a church to belong to that was more local. I'd been going out to Jasmine's um, home church every weekend. Um, and we found Cornerstone online and turned up. And I remember there was um, Toby and Phil were leading worship up at the front um, in the Jasper Centre. Um, and we were singing, um, you know the song God of This City? Uh-huh. Um, which has the line, greater things are, are yet to come in this city. Um, and it was just so good to, to hear people speaking words of hope and words of like, affirmation and positives about Medway. And we just hadn't heard that before. Um, and it, it really affected us both, I think. And then how did the, obviously like from your China trip, there was a passion for Asia and, and you and Jasmine, you got married. Um, but what kind of led to the actual decision? Yes, Vietnam is where we're going to go. And this is when we're going to go. So um, when, I was at, when I was at university, I lived with a Vietnamese girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so a Vietnamese friend. And so... She first in, she she was the first one who introduced us to Vietnam, and um, we at, at at that time we knew quite a lot of people who were going to China, but we 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 hadn't come across anyone who was speaking about the church in Vietnam or what God was doing in Vietnam or going to Vietnam. So it it made us like it made us intrigued because we we knew that there were some similarities with China definitely, and um, but it was something that was a bit new, and and we thought we. We, we should go and have a look there. So we we um, we went for a month, um, and um, yeah, we we went for a month, and we thought um, we we could go back, um, and and so that's that's what we've done for this time. It was just it was just kind of one step at a time, and in a way, in a way, it was planned, and in a way, we just ended up there. I think, um, but it was definitely, um, I guess, mm. one step at a time. And then we, we, we ended up there. And I think that's how God um, leads us sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, and now you're back. I understand that, you, um, Tom, you're going to do some uh, official like theology study. Is that right? 
<laughs> yeah, I hope so. Um, I've just got, I've just accepted the offer of a place to study at um, Oak Hill College in London. Awesome. And, and um, obviously, um, John being so young, Jasmine, you're going to be uh, obviously taking care of, of John primarily, but I also stand that you're, you, you've got a passion to attend theology classes as well. Um, yes. Yeah, I really hope so. I mean, I've been thinking, I've been thinking about um, looking, you know, looking after John or, you know, teaching or wanting to go along to the classes. I'm not, not quite, not quite clear yet, but I really hope, I really hope I can get involved as well. Yeah, amazing. There are some awesome sort of home study kind of courses I think you can do as well, which you might be able to fit around with, John. But um, what's the end goal? So after John's done his theology, once perhaps, sorry, after, <laughs> yeah, that's something to look forward to as well, right? Um, but after after Thomas finished at Oak Hall and, and, and perhaps when John's a little bit older, is have you got a plan to go back? Yeah, we would. Um, we're hoping, God willing, to go back to Vietnam um, longer term. Um, and and now that we've we've got we know some language, we've we know some culture, we've made some connections. We'd love to just go and be with the church there, um, and encourage the church as much as we can. And I'm sure God's got a lot more to teach us um, too. But we, sure. we'd love to we'd love to serve the church in Vietnam um, in the longer term. Yeah, that'll be awesome to 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 look back in 10 years time at this interview and see how, how God's been using you and your journey. <laughs> so I, I think, um, you know, all the people at Cornerstone that know you and obviously your friends and family as well outside of Cornerstone are, are quite excited about the, the, the future and what God's got in plan planned for you guys. Um, so um, just tell us a few things about um, Vietnam, the, the key things for you that you were involved in regularly Um and give us some insight into culture where things are are quite different than in the UK. Oh, um, yeah, sure. Um, just I'll, I'll give you a little bit of overview. Vietnam is a country of 95 million people and it's growing quickly. Um, but there's only about 2 million evangelicals. Um, and that's just numbers. But um, there's also 54 different ethnic groups. So each of those groups has their own language and culture and maybe way of dressing as well. Um, and some are, some are much bigger, some are much smaller. Uh-huh. Um, but the main group, the one you'd call Vietnamese, um, there's um, about 80 million of, of those, but only about half a million um, believe in Jesus. Um, wow. So not many people know about God at all. Um, like if, so for example, at Christmas, um, everyone knows the story of Father Christmas. Um, but no one's really heard of Jesus. Um, so like, it's a huge country, um, yes. but, but the, the church is really, really small. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, that's incredible. I think, I think, um, um, coming from, coming from Cornerstone, which I think every, everyone's so lively and, um, really encouraging and, enthusiastic and outwardly expressive and I think I've really I've really learned how to I've really learned how to be I guess quieter in some ways like I've learned a bit more about contemplative faith um because I found that living in Vietnam it's and the culture is um people people listen uh, people listen very carefully people hold back their opinion maybe quite 
hold it inside, hold it tightly before before expressing it. Um, so I think that was a that was a big change to get to get used to. But people people are very heartfelt. Yeah. Um, people. Um, I think people people help help each other. There's a hospitality, a, a communal a communalness about life. Yeah. Mm. Community living. Commun- yeah, which is um, which is different as well. Like I think. <laughs> It'll be very normal. It'll be very normal for some people to turn up at your house, or if you maybe you don't necessarily organise the time or the number of people, but then some people will come. And maybe you invited one person, but then maybe five people will come. Maybe you don't quite know when or what the plan will be, or what you will eat, or those things. But they sort of work out. I remember when we when we first arrived, we we wanted to eat brown rice. Um, but like, I don't think either of us had ever used a rice cooker before. So we went to the supermarket to try and find, or the local market to try and find brown rice, um, and came away with what we thought was brown rice, but it turned out to be purple sticky pudding rice, um, which I didn't even know existed. And then we stuck that in the rice cooker and, and didn't know how to cook it. So when you cook rice in the UK at home, you just put it in a pan for 20 minutes, don't you? So I, I put it in this rice cooker for 20 minutes and then got it out. And it was just like, raw purple <laughs> pudding sticky rice it was a great <laughs> but then some friends came around to um to eat with us um some student friends right near the beginning and it was amazing because they just they just told us to sit down and then went into our kitchen and did everything <laughs> and whenever we tried to get up and help they would just say oh sit down sit down um so like can you imagine someone coming into your house and then just cooking the meal in your kitchen and saying to you, oh, just stay sat down. You know, don't get involved. We know what we're doing. <laughs> wow. That's, that's beautiful. <laughs> well, because they did that, we, we now know how to cook <laughs> a little bit better. With Amazing. And what was your, your sort of your favorite Vietnamese meal then? So if, um, let's say you were going to a friend's house or to a restaurant in Vietnam. What was your top notch meal? Definitely, um, fried spring rolls. So like it's, um, pork and herb spring rolls like really uh-huh. crispy on the outside and then you'd eat them with fresh rice noodles and a, um, a dipping sauce that's made from fish sauce and um, a little bit of vinegar and like lime juice and chilies and garlic mm, that sounds um, beautiful and loads of fresh herbs that's mm. really really nice yeah they do that with pho don't they they give you like a whole sort of plate of fresh herbs to to put in your soup in your in your pho yeah, I think um, the, that, the the meal that you just said, I think that might be one of my favourites, especially mm. with, maybe with beef. Wow, amazing stuff. Um, and what about some of the traditions over, over there? Give us an idea of some of the traditions um, that they might have that are very sort of odd or strange or just very different to, to, to British customs. The one, one that springs to mind is um, around New Year, there's... Um, um, there's a custom where everyone will buy, well, um, most people will go to the local market and buy goldfish, um, maybe one for every member of the household, and then they will go and release them into a lake or a river um, uh, on, on this one day. And the story goes that in everyone's house, there's, um, a ki- there's kitchen, three kitchen gods in the kitchen and then um, on that day they will use the fish to ride up to the heavens to report on the family whether they've had a good year or a bad year <laughs> and whether they deserve um, luck or what blessings they're going to get in the next year and so all of the waters are full of um, these goldfish swimming oh that must be beautiful and um, 
you know, in terms of like um, what we perceive as normal and what they perceive as normal, you know, obviously we could say, oh, that's a bit of an odd kind of thing to do. But for, for them over there, what we do might be a bit odd and strange as well. So from their perspective, could you sort of mention something that's British that they think is a bit odd or unique? <laughs> 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 yeah, <it was. laughs> but I think the thing that they would most often say is probably care homes, yes. um, because they, they have this perception that we just abandon our old people into care homes and then um, forget about them. I think, mm. um, which I think is partly a little bit overstated, but partly it does reflect how much they value their family, um, and so when a woman gets married, she moves in with her husband's family and then she sort of becomes part of their family. And then it's the job of the new wife and the, and the children to look after the parents as they, as they grow older. Mm. And I guess nowadays lots of, lots of um, younger people are moving into the city to work, but they'd always be sending money back and going back to visit their parents like quite a lot. And that's what they're really looking forward to is their time to go back to their hometown and stay with their parents. But I think it is changing in Vietnam now. Like I think a lot of the young people, um, their parents might be rice farmers, but they want to move to the city. They want to have jobs in, you know, banking and law firms. They want to move to these. They want to move to the, into these professions in the city and have city life. So I think it's changing. Well, that's been amazing. Um to hear your stories guys and I know there's probably loads of loads more stories that you can sort of tell us about Vietnam but thanks so much for um, giving your time today to be on the show it's been really fantastic listening to you guys and uh, also hearing John in the background as well and um, I hope you have a fantastic rest of the day you too too, thanks Isaac Isaac. and welcome back to the UK thank (laughs) you so good to talk to you Isaac Oh, it's been a blessing. Thanks so much, guys, and look forward to seeing you at some point soon as well. Yeah, have a, have a good day. Yeah, God bless you. Take care. Bye. 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 If you enjoyed this podcast, do connect with us. We're on social media and you can visit our website, cornerstonecity.co.uk.